Welcome to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. Join Dr. Allison House of House Dental in Scottsdale and Sean Zayas, founder of Zana, a company helping dentists extend their care beyond the chair as they lead dentists deeper along the journey of authenticity to reach greater fulfillment in their professional lives and to deliver remarkable patient experiences. At the core of the authentic dentist is a belief that the answer to the current challenges in dentistry is dentists discovering that their greatest asset and point of differentiation is their personal brand and that forming that brand out of their authentic selves is the best strategy for success in dentistry today. So this podcast is brought to you by Zana, and Zana makes electric toothbrushes, but it's more than that. They have a program that'll grow your practice with their electric toothbrushes. Hey guys, this is Sean and Dr. Allison House with the Authentic Dentist podcast. And today we are going to talk about building wealth. And it's interesting because my fundamental like conviction here is that a dentist cannot build wealth just by doing dentistry. I think a dentist can get rich and make lots of money doing dentistry, but there's a big difference between riches and wealth. And that is what we're going to talk about in today's episode. Okay, explain that because I don't understand the difference between riches and wealth. So the idea is there's a lot of rich people and it's interesting. So I have a friend right now and he ghostwrites books for people and he has a rich person he's doing a book for and then he has a wealthy person. And he said it's completely different even when you show up at their home. The rich person is almost trying to show you that they have money. Um, the wealthy person, clearly stunning home, but also has like nice art. It's not necessarily about their car. They have actual paid people to follow them around, make meals for them. I, like actual like, and, and it's because the difference is the wealthy person, while they're sleeping, they still have so much money that's just coming in all the time because of either their businesses or, or something that they're in. And there's no amount. I mean, we're talking like, I don't know if they're like quarter of a billionaire and up, but it's like they, they've achieved something where it's like they truly are wealthy and they've completely transcended like money. So we're, we're not talking about someone that has 2 million or someone that has $10 million. That's more in the realm of you're rich. I mean, like anyone considers you to be a millionaire I would say that that's someone that's very rich. Um, but there's like a distinction between those that are rich and like the true wealthy, if that makes sense. And, and that's what I'm trying to say is that doing dentistry isn't going to make you wealthy. No, it, it won't. And it doesn't always make you rich. No, it doesn't <laughs> always make you rich. That, that's the dream. And that's, that's the promise. But in reality, you know, we know too many people that they're getting close to their, the end of their time as a dentist and they need to retire and nothing, things aren't set up the way that they wanted them to be. And I think that's probably more common. I, I think it is. You know, I think as a, as a child or, or even just a young adult, you always think, well, if I become a doctor or a lawyer or a dentist, then I'll be, I'll be wealthy. But it's, it's a lot of debt and a lot of time to get to the point where you can even start working. And then you have to invest all this money in the equipment and the office. So you're starting your life in a lot of debt. 
and then you have to build. So it's, and, and you can only trade your time for money. And that never, you, what does Mark say? You can never get rich billing by the hour. You can never be wealthy building by the hour because you only have so many hours. And even if you work 70 hours a week, which you physically can't perform dentistry 70 hours a week, you, you're never going to get out of that. It's going to have to be something else. And you talked a little bit about how you can make money while you sleep. What, how do you do that? Well, so recently, you know, there's a few kind of business mentors that I've been learning from. And one of them, I'm probably going to butcher the name, is this guy, uh, Naval Ravikant. And he came up with this hierarchy of uh, four different levers that you can, you know, for, for leverage. Um, and how basically dentists are able to employ two of those. And the first one is, you know, labor. So why is that a form of leverage? Well, it's nice when you can pay other people to do stuff that that you shouldn't be doing or don't want to be doing. And in dentistry, it's, it's obvious. You are supposed to be doing all the clinical work um, that only you can do. Um, but for a cleaning, you know, that's what hygienist does. And then you still have a whole staff to make everything else work. You, you couldn't be a one-man show. No. You couldn't greet the patient, you know, collect the insurance. I, I mean... You could, it would just be such a bad use of your time. So you get to employ the leverage of uh, human labor. And then the next one is money. And uh, in some ways it's it's capital. And that's been being used probably with the last century where you just take money and leverage that by either, again, putting it in markets or for a dentist, you could buy another practice. And now you're leveraging labor in that other practice and you used your capital to be able to Again, uh, you know, get more more revenue because you have two practices. Um, but the other two are super fascinating. And it's because it's all about your ability to replicate something without any sort of marginal cost. And the two examples that uh, Naval comes up with are, it's seen predominantly with either media or with code. And I think code's probably the most obvious. It's like we're talking software here. You know, um, back in the day, Microsoft made Windows and what happens? Well, uh, actually, no, sorry. They made the office suite and it happened to be on every single windows, which obviously windows is also software. And whenever someone bought a PC, you know, they, they pretty much had to use that operating system and then they had to pay for the office suite that came with it. And it's just like Microsoft was just making like, like insane amounts of money. And it just took programming, um, that that's piece of software like one time and then it doesn't matter whether you have a hundred users or you have like 10 million users now of course there's there's servers and everything like that but those are such tiny costs associated with it versus let's say the cost of like an iphone like there's actual material cost to that um or the cost of a crown because now we're talking about material cost and the time to, to perform that so that's the crazy thing about code is that it's pretty much infinitely scalable but media is where it's really fascinating because I think we all agree. I don't think dentists are going to be employing code in the next 10 or 20 years. It's not part of our training. Um, we could be assisting somebody in writing software that we need, but I don't, I don't see us writing code. I, I actually took Fortran back in the day, C+. I, I, it's fascinating, and I can do it, but I don't think that's a good use of my time. No. No, so then it then it's left with media. And, you know, another really popular voice right now, this guy, Alex Hormozzi, 
um, was pretty much making this argument that the new oil in today's economy is attention. And he went on to prove it by saying that, like, right now there are all these influencers um, that are, like, wildly famous on social media. And then the second they endorse some brand, uh, whether and, and typically it's been these, these, like, liquor brands. You know, so George Clooney had his own, like, whiskey. I think uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, also came out with his own. And instantly, these whiskey brands become, I think they, they one of them sold it for like a few billion dollars. And it's simply because they're leveraging their, um, their influence, but that influence got built through media. So media basically is like, hey, so even just a post, like a single post, like me and you today, we could create a post on Facebook right now. And assuming we started getting traction, getting a lot more followers, people could consume that post like infinitely. And it doesn't take us having to be there to explain that story. So a great example of that would be any celebrity dentist nowadays. Um, so like Brian Harris, you know, he happens to be what a mile from your practice yes. or a little less than a mile. actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great guy. And I think he has over 200,000 followers on Instagram and basically, it's like every single post that they make, when someone new discovers his practice or his page, they get to consume that media at no extra cost to Brian Harris and his team. Because he's already done it. It's already there. He's already done it. So it's like an asset that continues to be, uh, that can be consumed over and over and over again to provide ongoing value. But explain this to me. So he's not making money, though, on Instagram, Right. He's making money because somebody found him, consumed this, and then comes to his practice. So he still has to do the labor, right? So with him, the attention, um, he's converting the attention that he's getting into doing the types of procedures he wants to do. So maybe someone else that does a smile makeover can do one a month. Um, where now because of the attention that Dr. Harris has got, maybe he can do... 15 of those a month and charge 30% more than someone else. So that's where it's not a direct, like it still does require his time, but he's getting to more fully leverage his time to only really high dollar procedures um, because he has all this demand. So you're right. It's still, it's still linked to his time when it's not linked to his time is now if all of a sudden he uses it to create some sort of course for other dentists on how to create, um, award-winning smiles or how to create a crazy following on Instagram. If he used media in that sense and can monetize it, it doesn't matter if five people take his course or if 5,000 dentists take his course. Because that's what I see. Um, what you're talking about with Instagram is marketing. And marketing is very important and we all do it very poorly except for a few people. But to actually make money on media is different because then you want somebody to buy your product without you having to do anything, right? That's the whole idea of building wealth. So the interesting thing is, um, without getting into crazy specifics, like, so Dr. Harris also did start a product company uh, called Clean, I believe. And I'm pretty sure it's public. That got, that got acquired. So he, again, was able to leverage his, um, his name to then all of a sudden be part of a company that, people were wanting to to purchase and then that that attend that acquired the eyeballs of people that were investors that wanted to to buy that company. So now it's like 
he can leverage his his status and his fame. People want him on their boards. People want him part. So now it's just okay. I'm understanding. Other things open up. It's not just the I'm able to do more of the dentistry that I want, which is still linked to my time. Now opportunities open up, and that's the same with why. Like, why should Dwayne Johnson have his own whiskey brand? I mean, he's an actor, but people understood that if if Dwayne says this and and he does that, well, that's going to bring millions to that company. So in that same exact way, I think dentists can leverage their personality, um, their brand, uh, their fame in, in other sort of ways, if that's what they're interested in. I think that we're all interested in, in growing our business because that is where we make our money. And I think we are interested in, in having that status. I mean, that was part of why we went to dental school and became doctors. But I also think there's, it's a double-edged sword. I also fear that you know, you have one person that gets mad at you, a troll, and then suddenly they can decimate you. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that's, that's a fear that all of us have. What if somebody's put something negative on his Instagram, everybody decides to run with that, and suddenly you're the dentist that killed a lion in Africa and your whole life is over? Okay, so um, you got me with the, the lion in Africa because I was trying to remember the name. I don't remember his name, and that's good. No, but I'm do you glad remember, I don't remember. Do you remember the lion's name? I don't. I don't. It was like Sydney or Courtney, something or like that. Some, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's so funny, and that's the craziest thing is that everyone has to deal with the fact that like haters just don't matter. Like you just have to cross that bridge at some point and be like, it it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter what people say. Um, my my good friend Tanya uh, from Dental Post, she. Love was, her. Yes. I love her. So I don't, <laughs> have you been seeing lately on I Facebook? I okay. Haven't. So she just put herself in the trans- trenches. She was a hygienist and just started this dental staffing company. And she worked and worked and hustled and hustled and didn't listen to the voices. And uh, publicly, I'm pretty sure, again, this is all public knowledge. She sold her company. Um to the tune of like multiple, multiple millions. And again, I'm not going to get into the specifics of that, but now she's traveling around. And I think I've seen three photos at least with her and uh, Richard Branson. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Literally, she was just on Sarah Blakely's private jet. And it's because there's something different about when all of a sudden you've hit that certain mark. Like you've sold a company, it got acquired to the tune of what, 20, 50, you know, Dr. Bruce Baird from Productive Dentist Academy. Serial entrepreneur, dentist by trade. Um, he's the one that co-founded Compassionate Finance. And him and his partner, I think there was times where they thought about giving up on it. They stuck with it, kept going. And I think, again, they sold that for, I want to say, $70 million. Like, <laughs> that starts getting you closer to the place where now you have the finances to do things that create wealth. So how does the average dentist start leveraging media because we've already said you can't use code and we always we already do the labor thing and a lot of us own our own business so we're doing that part but to truly be wealthy how do you start leveraging it sounds like you need to start posting what do you post do you post your cases do you post your this is where you have to do like a reverse engineering um exercise in in what you want and what is your brand going to be Dr. Harris's brand was about smile makeovers. Um, because the the reality is, if you're comfortable knowing this is your story, 
this is the way you practice dentistry, this is what you want to do, then you the only th- thing logical is you tell people about it. And when you're telling people about it, don't just tell them about it in a one-off conversation. Let that same one-off conversation, that same feel, that same tone, I'm educating, I'm saying what's going on, I, I'm giving people a picture of what my practice is like. And then let that morph into some authentic post that has the ability to to spread, to be consumed by by more than than one person, you know? Um, and you just have to be consistent and be aligned. I think the biggest, uh, the wrong thinking that I see that p- dentists make is that they think they have to copy somebody else because they don't have enough confidence to know that who they are, that their story, that their perspective, that their background, that everything that makes them uniquely them is enough. And I think that's a struggle that everybody faces across all walks of life. You know, whether you're an actor like Dwayne Johnson, he just had to double down and believe in himself and go from The Rock, you know, the wrestler, to I think he's the most um, highest grossing actor, at least he was last year. Like, he is completely in demand. Wow, wow. And he just wrote that for himself. Think of, like, Arnold. Like, there's no way he had to go from all the weightlifting uh, accolades to all of a sudden acting when he had this terrible voice, to all of a sudden in politics becoming the governor of California, whether you like him or not, that's achievement, you know, and he just had to believe in himself. So I guess I know that sounds maybe a little too like hokey, but people just got to no, believe. I don't, I don't think it's hokey at all. And I think as we move into 2023, that's something that all dentists need to sit back and think about is who are you? What is your brand? And what do you want to project? Who do you want to come into your practice? What kind of, what kind of story do you want to project out there? And, and that does take some time to just sit down and really decide who you are, be comfortable in it, and then market yourself. And your people will find you. Thank you for listening to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. To join Allison and Sean on this journey, hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Here's to your success. Express yourself fully. Live authentic. <laughs>